right. Yeah. We ready to roll? Let's roll. Thank you all for coming. Really appreciate it. First uh, in real life podcast for us and first podcast in this space as well. So thank you guys for, for having us. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys all for, for coming as well. Hopefully some of you are familiar with the show. Um, we're going to be recording this live as well. Um, are, are we already recording? Even better. I'll pass over to Matt who will uh, explain how the show is going to go. Welcome to the Hoops and Recreation podcast, the fortnightly podcast where we take you through four 12-minute quarters of all things basketball. I'm your co-host for today, Matt, and joining me as always, the biggest thing in basketball to come out of the year 1985, Mark? Two fish fillets, large fries, and a Diet Coke. Not Moses' lunch, but that was Charles Barkley's pre-game meal every game. And our sixth man of the year, every single year, Wardy. Hey, dudes. We are live here at Offspring King's Cross. We have our fantastic audience here today. So let's get started. Right, everyone. Quarter one. So we're doing things a little bit different because we're doing this podcast live. Normally, we'd uh, spend this week or this segment uh, recapping the the last week's games. Uh, But instead... Uh, what we're going to be doing is talking a little bit about trades um, this, well, in the next sort of week or so. Uh, the NBA trade deadline is up. We've already seen some moves. Um, I'm sure everyone's sort of already got in their heads maybe some moves that they want their teams to make. So we're going to spend a little bit of time talking uh, about some of the trades that have happened um, and also some of our sort of fantasy trades. So, Wardy, I'm going to pass over to you first, mate. Yeah, so the trade deadline is literally a week away, and it's we've had a couple of you know minor moves already, uh, but I just want to I want to go to you, Mark. What's your trade so far? You know, what's been the biggest one for you? I'm a Knicks fan, so obviously uh, OG and Obi coming over to the Knicks. I was sad to see Quick uh, and RJ go the other way. You know, a special place in my heart, but really like OG has come in and been absolutely unbelievable um, so the Knicks have only lost two games since he's uh, since he's been in, in the starting lineup um, I've never really watched him at Toronto I'm going to be honest um, but I'm so pleased to have him in a team he's made a massive difference and we're third the Knicks are third like that's dreamland for me I told you at the beginning of the season you were going to beat last year you were like nah surely not you're up there so far I think I heard earlier on today that you guys are undefeated with Brunson and OG in the starting lineup. I can believe that. Our Lord and Saviour, Jalen Brunson. So, Matt, let's go over to you. Uh, I, I already know this one from you. I know you're a big fan of this one, but what was your biggest trade so far? No pressure on me to get this right. Uh, it has to be Pascal Siakam to the Pacers. Um, Pacers have been playing so good this year. Well, I mean, so good on offence, maybe not so good on defence. Um, it's like an all-star game every time they play, isn't it? Oh yeah, like on it's just 150 points each. Yeah, three pointers and lobs, and that's basically all they do. Um, but yeah, he's straight away had a big impact on the team. Um, he was already one of the best sort of players in the league, downhill points, um, and playing with pace. I think at the time of the trade, he was maybe second in the league at sort of points on the break. Um, and he's just joined a team that plays the quickest in the league. So, like, that's only a success. Poor sort of paces having to give up Brucey e. B, Bruce Brown, to, to kind of 
get the trade done. We're big fans of Brucey B on, on yeah. the show. Yeah, we haven't we haven't had enough cowboy hats this year. Like it's, <laughs> it's been, been it's no been bad. sad since he's left Denver. What about you then, Wardy? Yeah, so I'm, that's been it. I mean, the Pistons Wizards. We're not going to talk about that trade. What's more exciting is we need to talk about some bold takes. If you know us, we're not afraid to just completely throw some ridiculous stuff out there. So, Matt, I'm going to come to you first. What's, what's your bold trade that you'd like to see happen? I'm going to straight away, I'm going to throw actually this over to Mark. Only because. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. I know that our Yours trades, is too bold. Yeah, basically. Right. Like, I mean, some of these people might not have listened to the podcast before. We say some stupid stuff. Yeah. So uh, I want you to say something semi sensible before I just say something stupid. D- d- so you guys, if you're, if you're not aware, if, if you hadn't listened to the podcast much before, but we did some bold takes at the beginning of the season. And Wardy, uh, his bold take was that Ja Morant would win MVP, which is a great shout, except Ja Morant was banned for 25 games <laughs> and it's a 65 game minimum play. Yeah, we had to work in a school. I'm not no, <laughs> not no maths teacher. I blame Adam Silver still. You know, he's thrown this ridiculous rule in. So these guys' bold takes could be dangerous. Mine might be a little bit more sensible. But I, I've got a trade which would... It would flip the league a little bit. Um, and it would take one team from not being a... Con- being a good team but not a contender uh, into being a real contender. Um, and that team's the Sixers. So at the moment, the Sixers are good. Like, Maxi's playing fantastic since Harden's left. Embiid is an absolute beast. But they really don't have a third option. Their third option is supposed to be Tobias Harris. He's averaging 17 points, six rebounds. But he doesn't really do anything else. He's not someone they can rely on when Embiid is out. And I think that they need someone who not only they can rely on for a few more points a game, but who could be a go-to in the clutch who could offer something a little bit more defensively as well. And the Sixers are rich in picks. So they've got three first-round picks this year. They've got six second-round picks. So they've got a lot of picks that they can use. And I think if they don't push the needle now, when are they going to do it? Like, it's going to get to a point, and Bede's been there a long time now, where he's going to say, this isn't going anywhere. We need to do more, or maybe I need to move. And they keep talking about him going to the Knicks, which, you know, I, I wouldn't be upset about. But let's say he wants to stay at Philly and try and make a move there. I think Philly should trade Tobias Harris, a first-round pick and a second-round pick. So they'll give up a little bit of their future for Jimmy Butler. All right? So <laughs> a return for Jimmy Butler back to Philly that he said he'd never do. All right? He said he'd never go back to Philly. But... Money talks, situations talk, and if you can start winning basketball, if he could see there might be a chance of winning something there, I think he might go back. Let's be honest, Miami have been great. They're not going anywhere, right? They're not doing anything this year. They're not going to go back to the finals. They've just released Carl Lowry to get Terry Rozier in. They're getting younger rather than older. So I think what the direction that they're going in isn't the same as where Jimmy would like to go. And I think if he went to Philly they'd be a legitimate contender. So that's my take. And they'd, they'd love to get off Tobias Harris's contract as well because he's, what, nearly 40 million? He's a, good, he's a decent player, but he's not, he's not 40 million. If you think other 40 million players, you've got Clay Thompson, you know, they, 
these are real big-time scorers and big-time players. He's not on that level, so nah. he'd love to do that. He had that good year when he came over from the Clippers. My beloved Clippers. <laughs> and it was, it was his contract year, so he had an incredible year. Got paid like a number one guy, but really he's not even a number three guy. Well, he was the number one guy at the Clippers, but that's because <laughs> we didn't have anyone. Like It was the year that, what, 2018, 2019, we managed to scrape the eighth seed. We pushed... Um, Golden State to six games like he was part of that season and if it wasn't for him we wouldn't have made the playoffs so it made sense that he got paid but we weren't going to pay him so we traded him about this time that year um, but I, I think I think that would be good for everyone I think um, Jimmy Butler was 34 now so he ain't getting any younger his window's closing isn't yeah. it yeah and I think he's definitely one of those players when stars retire and they don't get a chip like, he's one of those ones that you want to see win it. Because he'll be on that list with Carmelo, Charles Barkley of the best players ever to, to not win a chip. My trade, there's a reason why I wanted you to go first, Mark, because mine also involves Jimmy Butler. However, go into a different team. I was scrolling through Instagram the other day and I saw Kendrick Perkins saying that... I see everyone laughing already in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Just need to mention his name. <laughs> you know nothing sensible is going to come after this. <laughs> this is why I wanted you to go first. You had rhyme and reason for your suggestions. Um, Kendrick Perkins was saying, Miami, they're done. Need to get rid of Jimmy Butler. Go young. Blah, blah, blah. Load of rubbish. But then, seeing as I knew we were playing Dreamland Fantasy League in this segment, uh, anyone that's listened to the podcast knows that I'm a big fan of OKC this year. Oklahoma City have been taking the lead by storm. They're second currently in the West with a team of essentially players that are all under 25. And they also have more picks than players, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they got five from the Clippers from the Paul George trade. Um, and they've just got more picks on top of that from the Westbrook trade and all sorts. Like, they're more picks than cents. And for them, they are, I think, one veteran star away from actually kind of making a push this year. Like, there's a possibility for lots of teams to come out of the West. I know everyone's saying Denver and the Clippers, but with how Shea's playing, they could do all right. So in exchange, what I've proposed is Jimmy Butler for uh, Bertans, because he's making 17 million. You've got to make up the contract somehow. He's making 17 million. 17 million for someone that I don't think... I think he's averaging like three points a game. Like That's an all right life, isn't it? Playing like five minutes of basketball a week and earning 17 million. Um, Luke Dort, which would be sad for OKC to lose. But again, fairly big contract. Uh, Poku and basically every single pick they have to get Jimmy Butler. I don't know how many picks it would have to be, but just throw everything at it. You mentioned it, Mark, that uh, the Heat are going younger. They get a good young defender in Luke Dort, plus picks. I think it could work. It's not going to happen, but I like it. I, I like it as well. Like, I, I think Jimmy would do really well there. And also, like, Dort would be a really good fit on that Miami team. He'd do a lot of what Jimmy does, like, on the defensive end. And then Poku doesn't really play for OKC, but he's got a lot of potential. He's seven foot tall and can shoot threes. Yeah. Like, every team's going to want that. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. That's not that's good for you. All right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling myself now. <laughs> I've got some more. No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. I can't believe you let me go last on this one, considering my jar out for MVP. <laughs> but um, I, I was going to have Miami in mind, first of all. But I'm so glad I didn't, because that would be a bit boring talking about Jimmy Butler three times. Um, I want to blow up the Warriors, because at this point, I just feel nostalgic for them, you know. 
10 years ago when they had the first championship. Uh, awesome team. You had the three guys, really young. Now they're just really old, other than Steph. Steph is still playing at another level. He's, he's like, timeless. He's going to be timeless, which is really rare for a point guard as well. But Clay Thompson got robbed of two, two seasons, and Draymond just keeps punching people in the face. So they've got to start getting rid of some people. I tried to get rid of Draymond because he's a bit of a pain, but the one that worked for me is Clay Thompson and sending him to the Bulls for Zach Levine. You can go straight up, one for one, because they've got enormous contracts. I mean, Zach Levine, I don't think he's earned his yet. Clay's earned his. But the, the Bulls are rebuilding. Okay, and they, we, they won't get any young players, but they've only got one year of Clay Thompson, and he opens up 40 million for them. So they're going to get rid of him. Zach Levine is going to come in, and he's only averaging 20 points a game. He's four or five points down on last season. So he, he's going to get back up to 25, 26 points a game playing with Steph. It's a no-brainer for both, really. I think it works well. And I could see the Bulls taking Clay Thompson um, just as a rental. And, and they're moving him on to maybe a Clay coming off the bench for a contender in the future. They always talk about him going to the Lakers. I was going to um, say, yeah, Lakers yeah. Ha- has to be Lakers, doesn't it? Yeah. I hate the thought of moving him out of California because he's just got the best <laughs> Californian life, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's not going to be able to pull up in a boat and ride his bike. Or, on his bike, yeah. It's California, man, isn't he? What about any of you guys here? Obviously, we're talking about some of the trades that we want to see, but we'd love to hear from you guys. Are there any sort of that you've heard of or any like that you would want to see? I'm putting everyone on the spot here and this is where everyone's completely silent. But anyone got any trades that you want to see this year? Dream trade. Skills. I'm a Boston fan, so we've done enough trading. I want to keep it as it is. (laughs) No trades. So your dream trade is no trade. Sounds good. Yep, sounds good. (laughs) I can't see Boston doing anything. I think they're good. Yeah, yeah. When you've got that record, you're going to stick. Yeah. Anyone else? Any other trade ideas? What about the trades we came up with? Any of them realistic? Anything you think might happen? I think the Philly one can't because if Jimmy goes back there, I mean, he left. He's just such a... He came across really bitter, didn't he, when he left, and I just can't see him going back. I think that from the personality point of view, but otherwise, the team, team-wise, it fits. I should have mentioned at the start, we've uh, got a little giveaway at the end of each quarter as well. I can tell you're all very excited now. Ooh, ah. Just calm, calm the enthusiasm down, please. Um, but you've got to answer a question to get it. So keeping on the subject of trades, all right, this is going to be for the heads that, that, that go a little bit back. So in 2007, Kevin Garnett was traded from the Timberwolves to the Celtics for how many active players? Just players, not picks. P- hand up, and I'll come to the first one. Hand up, though. <laughs> <laughs> hand up, I'll take the first one. Five. Joe Withy hey. with a win. It was five players, hence the five on the jersey. Joe, do you want the greatest of all time cap or the grey snapback? The greatest of all time. You are the greatest of all time, Joe Withy. Hey. Congratulations. <laughs> there we go. Round of applause Slow for clap. Joe. <laughs> He's so knowledgeable. <laughs> skills said four. You should have known that really, Skills, since you know you are a Boston fan. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, with that, our 12 minutes is up. I think we've overrun a little bit, but we'll, we'll, we'll be all right. We'll be fine. Um, we'll move into our second quarter. Um, now, in this quarter, 
normally we spend a little bit of time talking about sneakers, tunnel picks, all sorts of sort of fashion around the league and things like this. And we thought that we'd spend a little bit of time today talking about some of the best retro basketball sneakers of 2023. Um, so we've sort of in advance prepared some of our favourites individually for um, last year. Uh, and then what we're going to do is sort of narrow that down maybe to uh, a couple. We've got six in total. And then we're going to get you guys, hopefully as our wonderful audience, to uh, come up with the sort of ultimate retro sneaker of uh, 2023. We, we didn't do a sneaker of the year with Offspring uh, last year. So we, we thought it was... Uh, yeah, I'm looking at you, Amman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we thought it was a good opportunity to do a little bit of that, but with, uh, with a retro basketball shoe. So... The only criteria to be in this was that it had to be a basketball shoe, it had to be a retro, and it had to be um, an OG colorway as well. Yeah, so I, I think I'm going first, I do believe. I can't remember what we've got on the slides. It is me. So I'm seeing some nods, some maybe not so much. Okay, so for anyone that isn't familiar, the listeners at home aren't going to be able to see this, but for you guys here, our wonderful audience, you can see the, the pictures on the boards. Um, but we are starting things off with the Adidas Crazy 8, uh, originally known as the Adidas KB8, uh, which is my pick. And um, for anyone that sort of knows me, I'm a big Adidas fan anyways. Um, big Kobe fan as well, as I'm sure a lot of the people here are. And uh, despite being a Clippers fan. Um, and one of the main reasons why I sort of l love this shoe coming back is I think it gives other brands the opportunity to celebrate Kobe a little bit. Um, we all know that active players absolutely love Kobe's. Um, whenever you see sort of polls at the end of the year, most worn shoes per minute, it's always multiple Kobe's. I think I saw an Instagram reel the other day and out of the top 10 shoes worn on court in the NBA, last year there was like four different Kobe models um, so it just shows how much players are still appreciating Kobe Bryant but obviously I'm sure Nike want us to forget it he was with <laughs> Adidas first uh, and this was his first signature shoe back in 1997 as I said it was the KBA and as soon as he left they straight away changed it to the uh, uh, the crazy eight and um uh, this colorway that we've got up here, um, I think it's called the 30-point colorway, I think. One of the original... Is that though, what they call it now? I think that's what they're yeah. calling it now. It was just a home colorway to begin with, yeah. right? Yeah, because you had the black and the white, and then this one we've got here is the white and black, and I think now they're calling it the 30-point to celebrate his first 30 points. I mean, we won't go into that story. It's not exactly the most exciting <laughs> thing in the world. Uh, but I really like this. As I said, like, we get to celebrate Kobe. So this is my first pick as one of the best retros of 2023. How are we feeling about these? The crazy eight, yeah? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phew, I've done all right. I was a little bit worried on a basketball podcast picking an Adidas sneaker, <laughs> so we've done all right. <laughs> what have we got next? Next up is your pick, Wardy, your first pick. I feel the pressure because everyone's... Uh, th this might be the, everyone's pick by the sounds of it from here. Obviously, we've got the Jordan 13 playoff. This is only the second time it's retroed. Uh, originally worn by Jordan in the 98 All-Star game, and then he wore it through that last run uh, all the way through to the three-peat. This for me, I mean, my, my little brother, he got a pair of these in 98. And obviously, you, you're going to hate it now. He wore the hell out of them. You obviously play basketball in these when they're first released. I was so jealous. Like, the eyelet, for me, it was, it was awesome. And the dimpled leather, it just, all the, taking the inspiration from uh, his black cat persona. 
and they're so nice. So when these retroed in 2011, I had to cop these, you know. These are classic. And the fact they're not coming up all the time makes you want them even more. I played in a retro when we played together, actually. Wardy and I were on the same basketball team once upon a time. Yeah, I did play in them as well. We'd be probably matching at twinning. (laughs) Oh, you guys. Back before it was a thing. (laughs) All right, Mark, what's your first one? So I went a little bit left field. Uh, I went with the the Penny 2. It's not a disclaimer. It's not a straight OG. Okay, uh, because it's a bit of a reimagined uh, version, so it's the it's the patent leather. So you said the only criteria <laughs> of this uh, segment is that it, it had to be a retro sneaker, on, retro colorway. It's a reimagined version. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure you'll agree that reimagined shoes. Yeah, are we can okay count. In that can count. That okay. Can count, yeah. Yeah, I thought you might. Yeah. Um, I think the Penny Two for me is the the best Penny silhouette outside of the foams. Um, I love that they brought it back again. I don't love the quality on them massively. I don't, not a massive fan of the patent leather. I also don't like how Nike kind of brought back the pennies without really any storytelling. I'm not sure that generations now understand what the penny means. Um, they also dropped, like I love the Stussy collabs. I really like the social status collabs, but they kind of just kept dropping them without any storytelling, any conversation around them. And I think that would have benefited, like I say, kind of a, the younger generation to get more of a feel for who Penny was because Penny retired so long ago now. You know, most of his highlights were in Orlando. Um, that was in the 90s. So they could have done some really, really cool storytelling with these shoes, and they didn't. So I think that let it down a little bit. But for me, still one of the uh, the top six um, retros that released last year. And I think um, you can grab them in the sale now. You guys have got them uh, here for £55 online, which is, is easy. You're getting commission for that plug or what? (laughs) If you click the link in my bio. (laughs) Swipe up, swipe up. (laughs) All right, well, I'll let you off with the the reimagined, Mark, because uh, this is my (laughs) second pick. I think a lot of people will agree that this shoe's all right, I think. Yeah, this shoe's all right, yeah. For a lot of people, Sneaker of the Year last year. Just want to plant that in everyone's heads when you vote for my shoe to win this. Um, <laughs> but we all know this. Uh, this is the Air Jordan 3 uh, White Cement reimagined. Uh, we've seen over the last few years Jordan brand bringing back more and more and more reimagined um, shoes. Started, I suppose, with the patterned bread Jordan 1s, if we're going to count that as a reimagined. Uh, then we had the, what, the Lost and Founds, these. You've had the sort of suede royals and... Coming up this month, we've got the Breads, Jordan 4. I think I've seen a pair floating around somewhere on feet. Uh, all right, show off. <laughs> like, they look really Lord nice. Flex, they look uh, really nice. Um, it's, no <laughs> it's not needed. Um, this shoe originally released, what, in 1988? And Jordan wore this um, at the dunk contest where he won his second dunk contest in a row. Um, although it sort of released in 88, I think he was wearing it for a couple of games in sort of November, late 87. But as I said, released sort of wider um, in 88. Uh, he also wore the black cement three, which uh, I think for a lot of people that love threes, it's either the white cement or the black cement as some of the, the, the best Jordans of all time. Um, he wore that at the All-Star game just the, the following day. Um, I th- I'm saying a lot for a shoe that doesn't really need a lot to be said about, right? Like, it's, it's a white cement three. It's a great shoe. Well, I liked this version because I know there were some issues with the elephant print being different on, on different well, pairs, <laughs> but I liked the elephant print when they brought back the thinner version. I also really liked the materials they used on them, um, and I liked the aging of it as well. And also, it was such a big release 
that if you wanted this shoe, you could get this shoe, and I think that's pretty important. Matt just said white cement or black cement is an age-old debate between sneakerheads. White cement fans. Oh, that you can't sit on the fence. Black, black cement fans. <laughs> Dennis don't like either. Wow. <laughs> Boat shoes only for Ryan. <laughs> All right, so I don't think we need to carry on, but we will anyways, because we've got some slides that Mark has made. Wardy, wherever to you, mate. Yeah, so the ones I've got, luckily, are the ones that I remember from my key, you know, my key years of watching basketball. Penny Hardaway was awesome to watch. And this shoe, when it hit, I think it, it changed the game. Like, it literally changed the game. It's a futuristic-looking shoe. We're in 2024. It doesn't look out of place at all. I mean, for me, the carbon fiber arch is, is perfect. You see it on other models and other shoes. This is great. And it, the minimalist look is awesome. Like, you just got the one tick and it says it's nice. It's the closest thing to a no brand shoe unless it's a Jordan, you know? Um, this is the 96, 97 colorway that Penny wore. This is his PE, so it's never been released before. And it's, it's just an amazing looking shoe, that one. Yeah, again, disappointed that there was no rollout around it. They could have done a really cool Penny kind of all-star themed rollout around it. But I agree with you about foams. Like, I think they've got a real time again now. And I know Nike are, are bringing a lot more out. I'm, I'm definitely here for it. You guys feeling the, the foams again? Yeah. yeah. People that love foams love foams. Like, people were so excited <laughs> for this release. Like, it's not sort of like an on-the-fence shoe. You're either like, I don't, a lot of people say they're uncomfortable. Obviously, the tech is you have to wear them more. But, yeah, people love a foam yeah they are uncomfortable you wouldn't want to play I've played basketball <laughs> with them. I wouldn't want to play in them again I mean that's why you haven't got any toenails anymore so got no toenails that's why we don't need to start this conversation <laughs> again we've got people here we can't talk about toenails <laughs> alright what's up next my last pick oh okay a lot of nods around here as well so yeah the CB94 um, we wrote about these um, for an article earlier, earlier on in the year and uh, at the time we said this is the best release they've ever done of these. The materials were great. They got the colors perfect this time, the shape, everything was, was perfect, welcome. Um, such a classic Tinker shoe. You got the Jordan 7 sock liner um, in there. And I was surprised, they, these came out, no rollout as usual. They sold out straight away. And it, and it took me by surprise because I couldn't get a pair. <laughs> I did manage to get a pair later on, but just random luck. But um, uh, yeah, I think these were a real kind of understated uh, release of last year, but definitely one of the best retros. Yeah, you were really high on these when you, you got up. I know you said obviously it was difficult. I really thought this was going to be a, a sales shoe. I thought it had been a sales too, 100%. yeah. And then they were gone everywhere. Which shows how much of a following this shoe has in a time where like a lot of releases at the minute, especially Jordans, if you think back to what 2020 and you couldn't get a Jordan if you tried. Um, and now it's like a lot of, decent Jordans are hitting the sale I mean I'm not complaining I'm sure a lot of people aren't complaining because you spend less money on decent shoes but the fact that these sold out just shows how big of a following they had when other shoes are just sitting on shelves and Wardy you're a big fan because you're a big Barkley guy aren't you yeah he's, he's a goat <laughs> <laughs> he's the, the goat who never won a championship anyway <laughs> absolutely so we've got six shoes there we yep. want to cut it down to three to begin with shall we pick one each out of the, our two choices and then let the audience Decide the, the, the winner of the three? I already feel like I made mine very apparent which <laughs> one's my three going forward. <laughs> it's got to be the white cement. Yeah. All right, so white cement's for you. Yep. Jordan 13 playoffs. 
Jordan playoffs oh, like 13s. Okay, and I'm going with these, the, the CB94. So up to you guys now. You've got the CB94. That's the CB94. <laughs> And you've got the playoff 13. I've, uh, <laughs> I've, got the, I've got the mic controls here. I'll just turn you right down. <laughs> so CB94, the playoff 13, and the white cement 3. So show of hands for the CB94. Should we, pass retro basketball shoe of the year? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Love. Uh, playoff 13. Show of hands for that one. Okay. Ooh. All right. And the white cement 3. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Even the result. staff are voting at the back there. <laughs> hey, it's, it's official. It's, it's official. official. The the best basketball retro of 2023, the Jordan 3 White Cement Reimagined. Great choice. Takes Congratulations, hey. Matt. Congratulations. Do I do I get a prize? Yes, you oh. get to stay on <laughs> the podcast <laughs> for the rest of the This session. was my job. <laughs> <laughs> we do have another prize though, kindly donated by Offspring. It's a New Balance uh, Offspring water bottle. Um, the question to win this fantastic piece of memorabilia is, Matt mentioned that the White Cement 3 originally dropped in 1988, but what year was the first retro of this? Hand up at the back. No, uh, it originally dropped in 88, so the first retro. No. No, 92. no, <laughs> skills. 95, 2013. No, Dennis. 94, hey. Dennis, 1994. Can you catch? Well done. Hey. 1994, first retro, white summer. Great year. Have you got a pair, Dennis? No. 88? No. Oh, sorry, mate. Oh. <laughs> 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 that told me. So, should we move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> All right, we, instead of doing two quarters, we have got a whole second half here. Because it's All-Star coming up. Um, we're pretty excited about it. Um, All-Star picks are in. We're happy with it. Everybody knows who the starting lineups hopefully are for, for both conferences. But what we really wanted to think about today um, was just have a little bit of fun with the theme of All-Star and to think about what our all-time All-Star teams might be in. Obviously, want to get you guys involved with this as well. So what we're going to do, we have in advance selected the six best players from each era, all right? And we put it across the eras because we wanted to make it fair to all of us. Obviously, Wardy was born in 1953, so <laughs> his, his era is the 80s. So we've got everything from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and current the 2020s. So we've picked the six best players and if there's anyone on there that we've missed, you guys can, can argue about that um, as well. What we're going to do is pick five players in a traditional way, two guards and three forwards each. Um, and at the end, like I say, we're going to ask you guys who you think picked the best team um, and who gets to be the, the all-star captain champ for, for, for this, this session. Um, we'll start with the 80s. Um, and because Matt wasn't even born in the 80s, we decided we better let him go first so he can uh, go off whatever highlights he's seen. And what we're going to do is move move up. Uh, we'll go 80s, 90s, 2000s, 10s, and then 20s. Uh, and the draft order will go basically youngest to oldest. So yeah. one, two, three, and then the next round it will be me, and then Wardy, and then Matt, 
and so on and so, so forth. So cycle around. Whoever's, whoever picked yeah. first previous round then goes to three, yeah. so on and so forth. So we'll try and keep everyone up to date with that one. I mean, I might forget it. I've got it written down. We'll be fine. <laughs> Who's familiar with the best players in the 80s? Yeah? All right. Yeah? Okay. Okay. What names come to mind when we think about Magic? Yeah, Adrex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Our picks. This is who we've got for the 80s. So we've got Magic Johnson, Dominique, Dr. J, Larry Legend, Moses Malone, and Isaiah Thomas. Anyone was snubbed? Any big snubs? Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale? Yeah. <laughs> Celtics fan. Classic. Kareem was one that we talked about, but 70s, well, yeah. it's a bit of an on-the-fence one, isn't it? Because he went into the league in the 70s, but he won the majority of his championships in the 80s. Yeah. So it's sort of like a bit of a... Yeah. But well, we, we decided to... Good shout. Yeah. We could have it either way. We could argue. Everyone's right on this one. Everyone gets a participation <laughs> award. So, right. Matt Sibley, with the number one pick in the 2024 Hoops and Recreation live draft... Who's your selection? This one was actually really tough. Despite yeah. being the first pick, you would think that a lot of the years there's maybe like an obvious choice. Um, but when I was sort of trying to be tactical for the other rounds, whoever Tactics I on the first pick. Yeah, because <laughs> whoever I pick here takes up a position for later rounds, right? Like, we don't know who's going to be in the later rounds. And if I pick Magic, I might not be able to pick someone else. If I pick Bird, I might not be able to pick someone else. So I was a little bit torn uh, with this one. But I have decided to go with Magic Johnson for the number one pick. Like Moses says, you must protect, protect your magic at all times. Hey, there we go. Um, to give you a little bit of a, a bio for Magic Johnson... Career stats, 19 points, 7 rebounds, 11 assists. I'll take that. Please. 12-time uh, NBA All-Star, 10 times All-NBA, 5-time NBA champ, 3 times Finals MVP, and of course, in the NBA 75th anniversary team. And debatable, the greatest point guard of all time. So I thought I'd go for Magic Johnson. Listen to our show last week if you want to hear that little debate oh you're good at plugging today aren't you like the sales and offspring and <coughs> you've done this before swipe up swipe up all right <laughs> so magic was my first pick so cheers for that you're welcome um, mate. who did you think i was going to pick first then just uh, out of interest i don't know you don't know anything about the 80s you might have picked <laughs> moses malone just for the fuck of it or <laughs> julius Irving because you liked his hair i don't know he's <laughs> got good hair <laughs> exactly <laughs> Now, nah, there's only one way to go, really. Um, so with the second pick, three times NBA champion, two times finals MVP, three times NBA MVP, 12 times all-star, greatest shit talker of all time, Larry Legend. Yeah, got to take Larry with the second pick. It was, it would, it was between those two, first be, and right. seconds. Yeah, first absolutely. And seconds. Yeah. Wardy, you've got a little bit more hands-on experience with this era. <laughs> so uh, who are you going with, mate? <laughs> Did you go to school with any of these guys? <laughs> Pen pals with Larry Bird. <laughs> you give me the biggest assist because that was the most obvious first two choices. But in a good way, you know, absolute legends. I've gone with probably one of the worst executives in NBA history. <laughs> an absolutely awful coach. One of the most hated people <laughs> of the 80s and 90s. But an, an incredible point guard. You know, he's won two championships as the, uh, the leader of the Pistons. 
and you made joke. My dad had uh, the eight, the ninety finals, no, the eighty nine finals on VHS, which I watched over and over and over. Whereas I is injured, comes back, wins the chip. Like he, he's a he's a tough guy. Didn't do so great after playing, but he's also going to help me on part of my um, picking the rest of my team. I've got a, bit of a theme going through. They're just ourselves, basically. <laughs> Classic Wardy. All right. All right. So, All right. we're going straight into the 90s? Straight into the 90s, yeah. So, 90s, we've got Patrick Ewing, Scotty Pippen, Sir Charles Barkley, MJ the Goat, John Stockton, and Hakeem Olajuwon. Any snubs there for a top six place? Sean Kemp for entertainment value. A- absolutely could have been in there. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, absolutely could have been in there for entertainment value. Carl Malone, yeah, again, could have been in there. Shaq, so mm. we had a decision to make. We, mm. it, he did. We had a decision to make between 90s Shaq and 2000s Shaq. So we, we, went, we went, you'll see Shaq in a little. Don't worry, Shaq's in it. He's just, just not Don't panic, don't yet. panic. Yeah. Well, Mark, you're somehow, you've managed to shoehorn your way into picking first this round. Who would have thunk it, right? So, just who to clarif- are you going Just with? to clarify, <laughs> I never picked any of these draft positions, <laughs> but I'm not unhappy about it, all right? So, I'm going with... Pa- no, I'm not going with... <laughs> six times NBA champion, six times finals MVP, 14 times all-star. The GOAT. The, 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 I'm going with Michael Jordan, of course. Of going course, with Michael Jordan. How could waiting. you not? How could you not pick Jordan first in this round? Like, when you were doing that little bio, I was waiting for the music to start, like the Bulls music to start in the in the store. But <laughs> the guys didn't get the memo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, de- decent pick there, Mark. Yeah, Funnily not bad. Enough. Not, not a bad, bad player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's done a right over his career. Wardy, who are you going with for number two, mate? I mean, no surprises. My, my all-time favourite player, my, my fever dream that made me fall in love with the round mound of rebound, Charles Barkley. He's shorter than me, but he played bigger than most people. He's super athletic. Philadelphia Charles, he could run the court. He could get a block, run the court, do a dunk. Like, he, he was awesome, and he's the reason why I love basketball. You know, there's no other reason why I'm not, I'm not going to pick him. I mean, you say... Larry Bird is a, a good trash talker. I don't think Charles is good, but he just never stops. <laughs> so, yeah, with, with my pick, is Sir Charles. Hey, I, I feel like we knew that one, that the minute we came up with this order, it was like, right, we know who Wardy's picking. Yours uh, is more interesting, though, at third. Yeah, there's, there's a few different options here. Um, I'm actually going with Hakeem Olajuwon. I thought you might. Oh. Yeah, I thought you might. All right reading my mind uh 21 11 and 2 across his career 12 time all-star 12 time all nba two times nba champ two times finals mvp mvp 93 94 season two times defensive player of the year and of course nba 75th anniversary um this was very much a pick i think i could have gone a couple of different ways here but hakeem one of the greatest big men in the game and i kind of picked this one knowing i've Got some other players to pick later on. So this was sort of a tactical one. I was going to ask the same thing, Moses. What, what position is he being played in? Five. Only that, because uh, yeah, that helps Wardy and I to know who you're not going to pick later on as well. If, he, if Hakeem's playing five. Okay. 
Shaq's available. <laughs> 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 all right, so we're moving on to an era that we're very familiar with, and you know all these guys are good because most of them, you only need two letters to, to say who each are. So we've got TD, KG, AI, <laughs> Dirk, the late, great Kobe Bryant, and Shaq Diesel, of course, 2000 Shaq Diesel, which was MVP Shaq Diesel. So that's, that's where we got him in there. Uh, Wardy's first Wardy's first pick this time. Who are you going with? This, this is a no-brainer. I mean, although talking to you guys at the start, before we start recording, I think all these guys are mentioned as favourites. So I think 90s, 2000s seems to be like the most popular era. But, you know, this is super easy. You could take any of these guys to start a franchise with right now, couldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. But it is all-star season and you've got to go with probably the greatest all-star of all time, Kobe Bryant. He's also the, the greatest scorer in modern basketball. You know, 81 against the Raptors. He scored... 65 times, he scored 50, 20 times. He's got sort of unmatched offensive power than anyone else. Curry, yeah, Steph Curry, Curry's there, but you know, he's, he's not retired yet. We're gonna talk about Kobe forever and ever and ever. Um, he, he's even averaged 19.3 points per game. Don't even rest in the All-Star game. Everyone goes to have a bit of a laugh, see their mates and not play basketball. He, he didn't do that. He was trying to win every single game. And there's a reason why everyone is saying about Mamba men mentality. Like, he instilled all that toughness in everybody. And even the All-Star game, he's got his fingerprints all over it now. The, the 24 points you have to get to in the fourth quarter is all for Kobe, and I think it's the most fitting pick for an All-Star game. Absolutely. This one was a bit tricky because... There's two different sort of avenues I could go down with this one. And again, I keep saying it, but we obviously know the eras that we're picking first. We know the eras we're picking last. I've got to sort of try and work out what these guys are picking. So although there might be players that might be better, say, on this slide, I've got to think about getting all five positions and actually making a team. So I wanted to get you guys to help me with this pick because I can't quite work out which way I want to go. The two players that I'm picking between AI and TD. So uh, some people are going to have sort of a, yeah, it's a hard pick. They're, they're all right players, funnily enough. You've got the, the greatest, <laughs> greatest power forward probably of all time, yep. Mr. Fundamental. And second greatest power forward of all time. <laughs> Come on, man. And then AI, the most, absolutely the most iconic person, all-star game. He's got to be the most fun guy you could watch. Right. So we're going to do like a bit of a show of hands here. Um, so let's start with AI. Hands up, who thinks we're going AI? Oh, that's a lot. Looks like you're going AI, mate. Oh, yeah, it's an all-star uh, game. Is. Okay, TD? Tim Duncan? Oh, it's got to be AI, isn't it? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true, yeah. There's, there weren't, there's, there's not a lot of shooting guards in some of the so rounds where I'm picking, so that's why it was kind of between the two. So You've, right, you've got AI and Magic now <laughs> in your backcourt that's fun uh, <laughs> Alan Iverson career stats 26 points 3 rebounds 6 assists 11 time all-star 7 times all-NBA 4 times scoring champ 3 times steel champ uh, MVP in o, uh, 2001 rookie of the year and again 75th anniversary unfortunately though I can't put 
NBA champion on that list. Again, one of those players that should have done it. But uh, he went up against someone else on this slide and it was difficult for him. Yeah, and talking about the other person on that list, I mean, there's only one one option for me, really, with a third pick. The most dominant player of all time, the guy with 36 nicknames, uh, 15 times NBA All-Star, four times um, NBA champion, and probably the most entertaining guy outside of his basketball career. It's got to be Shaq Diesel. Can't believe I got Shaq at three. There's not a lot of drafts where you can get Shaq at three, is <laughs> <Yeah>. there? <laughs> Shaq at three in the third round. That's the big Shamrock Shaq you got there. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I don't want Celtic Shaq or Cavs Shaq. Lakers Shaq only. Yeah. Uh, it would have it made Kobe happy seeing Shaq go third. Yeah, uh, absolutely. All right. So moving on to the 2010s now. This is, again, eras that we're, we're going to be familiar with. And this is when it get really tough mm. for us to choose a top six. So you can tell us who we left out. We've got Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and this guy, LeBron James, who you might this have guy. heard of. Anyone we missed out there or anyone who snubbed? Carmelo. Okay. Carmelo, yeah. yeah. Whose place would he have taken, though? Harden. Harden. Ooh. Harden, Harden MVP, though. Yeah, Melo is uh, my favourite player, but he's not much of a defender either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah. The, the, sorry? Dwayne Wade. Ooh, Dwayne yeah. Wade is a good shout. Yeah. Yeah, Dwayne, D. Wade was a good shout. But again, who would you have put him in front of? Harden again. Poor Harden's yeah. getting Poor, shots left Poor right. So like, get him out. I know. Harden's Average gone. triple-double for a season, one MVP. You get rid of Lillard. Ooh. Okay. All right. That's Ka- Ka- Kawhi. Yeah, so Kawhi. Oh, Kawhi. Hey. Hang on a minute. Can we please stop this Kawhi Leonard slander here? As a, Cli- <laughs> as a Clippers he's fan, a Clipper he's doing now. all right this year. He's doing all right this year. <laughs> all right. So first pick is back to you, Matt. It is back to me. Yeah, um, you got... You're spoiled. Spoiled with riches spoiled. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, no surprise here. Yeah. I'm going for James, no, LeBron James. Um, <laughs> we're going for LeBron James here. I mean, just incredible season, still going, 20 years in the league. Um, he's probably going to be in one of these selections, still playing in another 30 years' time somehow. Like, he's just the fountain of youth, isn't he? Um, if we're looking at uh, his career highlights, 27, 7 and 7 across his career, 19 times All-Star, I suppose it'd be 20 this this year or next I suppose um, t- uh, 19 times all NBA four times MVP four time NBA champ four times finals MVP um, just potential goat do you know what I mean like obviously you said the goat potential I, goat. I keep having to say potential because <laughs> I know that I don't want to insult you I've got to do a podcast with you every week I can't say the goat um, but a- yeah. anyone think MJ's a goat like MJ 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 yeah yeah MJ's a goat okay and LeBron LeBron Okay, so there's a few, uh, yeah, and Kobe, Kobe, Kobe in, yeah. the, in everyone's hearts. Okay, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Yeah, it's interesting. Steph. Same amount of championships. To be fair, when I said in that first Both round whether I'm picking Magic yeah. or Birds, 
that this was where I was sort of, if I'd pick birds, I was going to pick Steph. But I yeah. thought I would be thrown out this building if I didn't pick yeah. LeBron first in this round. I, so. I think LeBron's a pretty good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, did all right. Like he's a, did all he's right. a reasonable player. Yeah. He's done all yeah. right. He's done all right. All right, Marcus, over to you, isn't it? Man, number two. Um, this one became easier with my last pick because I've got a huge center already. Mm -hmm. I've got Larry Legend, who's going to talk shit and also shoot some threes. I've got the GOAT, the actual GOAT, MJ. Only right that I put the greatest shooter of all time in that team as well. I mean, how are you going to guard anybody? Like, how are you going to guard MJ when you've got to be in the corners or with Steph or, or Larry and you've got Shaq in the middle? Like, so... <laughs> the Shaq screen for Steph, yeah. Horrible, absolutely horrible, yeah. Yeah, I just need someone to find someone who can pass the ball now, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll work on that. So, yeah, four-time NBA champion, uh, NBA Finals MVP, two-time league MVP, nine-time All-Star... Um, and yeah, the, the greatest shooter we have ever seen. Steph Curry with uh, the number two pick. Everyone says how influential AI is for a totally different reason. Steph is Absolutely. incredibly influential. Like kids are, I think, uh, did, did anyone see the highlights from the Celtics game the other day? The kids that were playing at like halftime or something like that? They were pulling up from like nearly half court. Yeah, like 10 years old. And hitting them. Yeah. Like, yeah, madness. And that's all Steph. That's all Steph. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, hate he, people that are just good at everything. Like obviously I can't hate Steph, but like Steph is good at everything. Yeah. yeah. All right, Wardy. Number three pick. This might not be popular. But I'm gonna go KD. I thought mm. you were about to say James Harden after everyone saying boot him <laughs> off the list. I thought you were about to be like, oh, James Harden. KD, alright. No, it's gotta be, you know, I can't have can't have LeBron. I was gonna I needed a big, I needed someone I needed a forward. So I wasn't gonna go Steph. It was Kawhi. KD. Kawhi's missed too many games already. Like you say, he shouldn't even be on this slide right now. So we'll go KD. He is a, uh, a two-time champ, a one-time MVP. He's a four-time scoring champion as well. I think we forget now in his later career what a dangerous scorer he was. He He's still averaging over 28 points a game. Uh, I don't even, I'm a Suns fan. It's Booker's team and you've got a guy averaging 28 points. 34. Yeah. That's a good question. What's the rest of your team at the moment? Barkley's four. Well, your Barkley's at four. Yeah, yeah, Barkley's yeah. at four. Although Barkley's like 6'2", so he could... No, you can't move Barkley out of the power forward position. Now, he, he, he'll go three. He can play three. He's got range for a three. Yeah. All right. So that brings us into our final era to round up our teams, we have the 2020s. <laughs> so we've got Luka Magic, Jason Tatum, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Emo Jimmy Butler, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Anyone, <laughs> I had to do it. I had to put Emo Jimmy up there. It's the best version of Jimmy. Um, anyone we snubbed off there from current era, Dennis? <laughs> hey, near triple double last night. Uh, near, yeah, Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Dante DiVincenzo, <laughs> the big ragu. Yeah, he is absolutely, absolutely the goat. But maybe another year before his MVP, maybe. Anthony Edwards. This may year, maybe by the end of the, this uh, this decade, Anthony Edwards might be on that list. Yeah, and maybe Jar as well if he can stay on the court. MVP. He might be up there. 
So I get first pick to finish out my team. Um, I've got Steph, MJ, Larry, and Shaq at center. So I really need a four. Who are you guys going with? Finish my team off. We, we, we've had we've had four different names thrown out. Yeah, Giannis, yeah. Giannis, yeah. Giannis. Yeah, I I like the I. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that Jokic could pass, but I'm, I don't know about him and him and Shaq playing inside. Um, I've got a couple shooters already um, with, with with Steph and Larry, so I think I need a guy who can rebound. But also, I'm not that quick, so I need a guy who can get out on the break. So I'm going with uh, I'm going with number 34, the Greek freak. He can get out on the break. He can get a lot of rebounds. He can also play some really good defense. He's an NBA champion, finals MVP, eight-time All-Star. Giannis Antetokounmpo rounds out my starting five. And yeah, I finally got someone who can run uh, against these, these old guys. You've completely thrown me off my game for this last I'm round. very happy about that. Thanks, mate. Right, Wardy, you're next, I do believe. Yeah, so I said I got a theme. I'm just picking some arseholes. So I've got Isaiah Thomas. I've got Kobe, we love him, but we know he was an arsehole. Uh, Charles Barkley, you can throw him in that category. KD, I think you hate him or love him. But I'm torn now. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting Giannis. Uh, you, first. You've really thrown both of us. Like, I didn't. I re- honestly didn't see that. I, he, I don't think he's the best player up there, but I need him for the like. It just makes sense for the team. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I need. I need a centre, and you got two pretty good ones up there. It, it's a tough decision, you know. I want, I want to stick with the arsehole team and take Joel Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you really have got five arseholes now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to stick with the theme. Yeah, I like it. I, I'm going to go Joel Embiid. Hey, for such a big guy, he's shooting 36.6% on three and a half three-pointers this season. But he's also probably one of the most dominant big men since Shaq. And you saw that during his 72-point game. Yeah. Like he had it inside and outside, and there's not been a player quite like him that's been that dominant inside and still have a, a decent touch around the, the perimeter. He's also, over the last five years, he's upped his scoring. He's upped his scoring average 10 points from five years ago. Wow. He started off at 23, and now he's up to 35.3. What's he going to go up to? He's dropping 70s. He, he may get close to 40. Maybe not. He's not going to be MVP, though. <laughs> no, he's not going to play enough games. So, Wardy, that's your five. What's it looking like? Yeah, so I've got uh, Joel Embiid as my centre. I've got Sir Charles and KD as my forwards. I've got Isaiah Thomas and I've got Kobe. <laughs> Apart from Kobe, that's like the most hated team that could ever play. <laughs> you literally picked yeah, the biggest arseholes you possibly could have done. Congratulations. Right, you, I'm so stumped for this. Because you, and you can't pick Jokic either because you already I, got Hakeem. Hey. I was asked the question earlier, am I playing him at the five or the four? And you said the five. I might just do a little... <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'm playing okay. coach. We might move yeah, Hakeem right. to the four and we might then do yeah. Jokic at all the right. five. Because I was honestly so sold that one of you guys were going to pick Embiid and Jokic first. Like, I thought that just for this year made so much sense so I had I've only written notes for Giannis so wow. I don't, I don't even, I do you want so my Jokic confident. notes yeah please 
Uh, good, good thing for Jokic though that there's, I mean, other than the fact that he's arguably the best player in the NBA today, um, or at least performing, him and Embiid, I think that's why they're one and two for the MVP race, right? Um, obviously, NBA champion last year, uh, finals MVP, and looking at his stats for this year, 26, 12 and 9, nearly averaging a triple-double. So, uh, And I, I could see him and Hakeem working, actually. Yeah. I'll yeah, take that. He'd find Hakeem all the time. So that means that my final lineup, we have Magic Johnson, Allen Iverson, LeBron James, Hakeem Olajuwon, Nikola Jokic. That's nice. I'll take that. That's nice. I'll That's take nice. that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So That's, we've had all the picks. Next is thinking about picking a winner. Mm. We'll go left to right and we'll go show our hands again. Sure. Who's got yeah, a winning yeah. team? All right. Go for your team. Again? Again. Magic Got to remind Johnson. everybody. Got to uh, remind everybody. Oh, so we have uh, Magic Johnson, Alan Iverson, LeBron James, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Nikola Jokic. Don't put your hands up yet. <laughs> Just imagine. <laughs> Go with your gut. Team asshole. I got Isaiah Thomas, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, Charles Barkley, and Joel Embiid. And I've got Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Giannis <laughs> Antetokounmpo, and Shaquille O'Neal. So I like how you finish that and everyone just <laughs> went, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Should we just walk out? Do we yeah. want to? Let's go, man. I mean, anyways, thank you for listening to the <laughs> Recreation Podcast. So hands up for Matt's team. Oh, not even one. Oh, Come wow. On. Thank you. Thank you. Wardy's team, the assholes. <laughs> Someone's punching well someone on Wardy's right. team. And hands up for the goat team. That's we, that's love. We've got people that's putting love. two hands up for you. Well, two hands was deserved to be honest. Hey, if you can draft like that, I need to be a GM. Like honestly, I'm in a I'm in the wrong line of work. Well, thank you guys. Um, anybody we missed out? Anybody we need to, we need to put back in for the next one? Should have had a Ooh. six man. That's a nice idea. For the next one, a six man of the year. All right, we can do that. To be fair, those two teams against each other that in would an all star game. That would be great. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, let my yeah. team stay on the yeah. bench. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, not uh, some. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jamal Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking Lou Will. All right, last question. Um, and this is a tough one and a bit, little bit different. Um, you're going to need to have some NBA knowledge and we're going to get you up here to do it as well so you can have a mic. And I'm going to pick more than one of you. So if you feel like you know the answer, then put your hand up and you can come up. So with regards to NBA All-Star appearances, there are 10 players making up the top five in All-Star appearances. What I want you to do is to read out five of those players, okay? So there's 10 in total, and you just need to give me five. If you get one wrong, then you're out, okay? So if you reel off four that are correct and your next one's wrong, you're done, and it moves on to the next person. So we'll start off with two people up here, and we'll see if anyone can get it. So if you're confident that you know... The top 10 scorers of all time. Yeah. Top 10 scorers. Okay. 
Top 10 scorers. Oh, sorry. Top 10 all, all, star, all, all star, star appearances. All sorry. stars. Sorry. Top 10 all star appearances. You guys read a name out. We got one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see how you go. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who you got first on your list? Oh, Jordan. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. is is one of those. Yeah. yeah. Kobe. Kobe. Bird. Larry Bird is not on that list. Ooh. So we'll move it on. All right. Who's coming up next? You got three to get. You already got two. David. Oh, David. No, no, no. David. I don't. David, come on. Moses and everything. <laughs> so you already got two. So you already got two. So you've got to get at least three more. At LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah. All time with 20. Yeah. I'd say... Um, um, uh, Garnet. Garnet. Ooh, that was a good one. One more to get. That's one more, David. One. They, they've been on the board tonight. You've got six more players to choose from. They've definitely been on the board. The tension in this room right now. Yeah, I would say Hakim. Hakim isn't on the list. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. All right, so someone just needs to get one. one. Yeah, yeah, big man. You just got to get one. Right. Shaq. Shaq Diesel, congratulations, my brother, for the snapback as well. <laughs> Feeling really bad about that Larry Bird now, aren't you? Yeah, Larry let you down. Do you know what? When I was researching Larry for my pick, I, I only won three championships. I thought he won a lot more than that. I'll just, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, true. Disappointed by him. Well, that, that brings us to the end, unfortunately, guys, of uh, the first live podcast for us as Hoops and Recreation. Also, the first live podcast for everyone here at Offspring King's Cross. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for attending. And for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening to the Hoops and Recreation podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast. With, I've got to do it. There's people listening at home, Mark. Uh, share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Sneakers and Recreation on Instagram to keep up to date with all things Hoops and Recreation. And I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Offspring. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs>